It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 05-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into Poku versus Baisley. Who should get the start if they're both healthy, we're going to dive into the NBA power rankings, NBA trade rumors with a deadline just 10 days away. We're also going to do a special edition of stock watch. Now I want to remind everyone we're telling them for the first time, I guess that the locked on podcast network has partnered with locker room. So on Thursdays, you'll be able to join live into locker room, uh, and listen to me talk about basketball live. And you can ask questions. You can even uh, join the show. It is a voice-only, audio-only app that you can download for iOS. And then you can join my room, and we can talk basketball for 30 minutes to an hour every Thursday. So it'll be a lot of fun. Check out my Twitter for more information on that on Thursday at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. I want to dive into right now the Alexei Pokashevsky versus Darius Baisley debate. Now, with Baisley being out, Poku has made three starts. And for the majority of those starts, he's looked really good, especially against Memphis. And so, with him looking good, and with Baisley having a disappointing season so far, the question automatically becomes, should Poku start over Baisley? Now, I hate to do this, but you kind of have to in this conversation. You've got to play armchair sports psychologist. And I only want to operate in what we do know. So what we do know is that no matter what you throw at Pokashevsky, right? If you throw at him an 0 for 8 night, an 0 for 25 night, if you throw at him a 20 point night where he doesn't miss a shot, no matter what happens to Poku, if he's coming off the bench, if he has a game where he doesn't play for three games before that, he'll enter that game and have the same confidence he had a month ago, right? Poku is never lacking confidence. In fact, sometimes... You could argue that he's had too much confidence where he's trying to pull too many things off and doing too much behind the back passes where, you know, his first start, he had that behind the back pass to, to Horford where it just went nowhere and Horford had to kind of sell him down a little bit, relax a little bit, Poku. You know, you've got to rein him in a little bit with his confidence level. So to me, you know, for sure, Pokashevsky will be Pokashevsky, no matter if he's on the starting lineup or on the bench or in the G League. He's going to be Pokashevsky. 
With Darius Baisley, I'm less sure about that. There have been moments where his body language would reflect that of somebody who lost confidence, right? Thinking back to the 0 for 8 night, where he looked just kind of disoriented and kind of just out of it and disengaged up until the Lou Dort buzzer beater. I think that for the confidence boost Baisley gets in the starting five, you keep him in there. Because what would benching Baisley mean? That's what you have to think about this as. What would it mean for Darius Baisley? Because with Poku, I know for sure it means nothing if he's starting or if he's on the bench in terms of his personal ego or confidence or anything like that. He's still going to give you that same level of swagger. Will Baisley do the same? If Baisley's benched, will he still be Baisley? Will he still be engaged, involved? Will he still be playing at that high confidence level? Or will his confidence be shot? Will his confidence be absolutely shot if he goes into this year, his first year as an NBA starter, and just after the halfway point, after a shoulder injury, he's now no longer starting because of a guy that you drafted in this year's draft that didn't have summer league, that didn't have preseason, that didn't have a long training camp, and now he steals Baisley's starting spot. What will that do for Darius Baisley? It might do nothing. It might be, it might be that Baisley is the same Baisley and he's at the same confidence level and he's the same kind of guy, but it might do something, right? You just don't know. This is such a tough act to kind of juggle around. Because I also think that while Poku will still be the same guy mentally and will still be the same guy confidence-wise, I think that Poku's skill set gets better when he's around better players. I think his skill set is more transferable or tra- or able to translate to this NBA game when he's around SGA or whenever he's around guys like Al Horford versus if he's on the bench with Kenny Hustle and Isaiah Roby and himself, it's kind of an awkward cast of, of players to where maybe he does not excel the same way he would in the starting group. These are both young players. Pogoshevsky's the youngest guy in the league. Darius Baisley is a two-year guy, you know, in his second season in the NBA. And this is the first time that Mark Dagnott has to make a, a move that will have a long-lasting impact. This will have a long-lasting impact of this franchise if you do a swap of the starting five and it goes Baisley's out, Poku's in. That will alter some things. That will have a domino effect that we'll, we'll later see in a couple years or so. So it's interesting to follow the storyline, but for me, I would start Baisley because I know what I'm going to get from Poku. I know that he's not going to be offended or hurt or in any way altered by not being introduced in the starting five. I am not as confident in that with Baisley. Now, I could be wrong. This is where it kind of gets tricky to, you know, we don't know these guys. We don't know what they go through. We don't know what what they think. I might be wrong, which on the outside looking in, it feels like Baisley could be altered by that decision. Rightfully so. It's a whole new change yet again. Another change all because of what? Because he hurt his shoulder? That starts to go through your mind. So this is a tough act to to juggle for Mark Dingman. The first one where it will have ramifications long-term. And I'm interested to see where he goes with it. Now the question becomes, no matter who starts, who gets more minutes? You, If you have to prioritize minutes, and we, when we went through the rotation a couple of days ago on this podcast, if you have to prioritize minutes, do you prioritize Baisley or do you prioritize Poku for the future? Do you prioritize Baisley or Poku for minutes in this specific year? 
I think that no matter what happens moving forward here, Baisley and Poku will either play the same amount of minutes where they're playing, you know, 25 minutes a night each or 25, 24 minutes a night, somewhere in that close vicinity. It's either going to go that way or it's going to go Poku gets more minutes. So if they're not dead even, I think it'll be Poku who gets more minutes in the long run, no matter who's introduced in the starting five. That's why I think it'll go this season. Now for the long-term big picture, if you could only have one, which luckily the Thunder don't have to only have one, they can have both. But if you can only have one, would you rather have Alexei Pogoshevsky or would you rather have Darius Basley? I think that the answer is easy, but when you get in this conversation, there's always going to be someone taking the other side where, how could you hate Darius Basley? No, I don't hate Darius Basley. I love Darius Basley. I've called him building block Basley since last May. But if you have to gamble on somebody's future, you gamble on Alexei Pokoshevsky, who could end up being the special Jokic type of player, this special Giannis type of player, this special, you know, just out of the blue, he develops one day, he he feels into his body, and he has all these skill sets that make him a transcendent talent, versus Darius Baisley, who right now the ceiling looks to be maybe he can be a borderline all-star one day. So the ceiling clearly favors Poku. Where Baisley makes up ground is the floor. I am very confident, despite this bad stretch so far this year, despite the poor play this year, I am very, I'm very confident that Baisley's floor is going to be a rotational piece, an important rotational piece. And I think that the truth's often in the middle, so he'll end up, right, he'll end up being between his ceiling and floor and be a serviceable NBA starter, which I cannot quite guarantee for Poku yet. Poku's floor is out of the league still. It's what it is right now. It's out of the league. Because he still has not settled into what he's going to be in his NBA career. Now, will he reach his rock bottom floor? I don't think so. I think he'll be in the league for a, a while, a really long time. Will he reach his super duper high ceiling of this Kevin Durant, Giannis, Jokic type, fill out your body late and become a, a transcendent player? Probably not, but he could. And that, and that, but he could, that is the difference maker in this conversation. I am very interested in where Mark goes with the starting lineup after Poku and Baisley are both healthy. Where would you go with the starting lineup if they're both healthy? I really like both players. And again, I, I said before the All-Star break, and I'll say it again, I think that Darius Baisley will have a really good second half once he settles in. But if you change his role again, how can he settle in? That's another reason why I'd still start Baisley, even, when, even with Poku playing really good his first three starts. But I think that there's no wrong answer here. If you pick Baisley, you pick Poku, I think that you're right either way. But let me know where you fall in this conversation at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. If you get that, only pick one for the future and one for the lineup. Tell me who it would be on Twitter. Now, coming up, we're going to talk about the trade rumors. We're going to talk about NBA power rankings all coming up. But first, I'm going to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com has amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Visit them right now. Rockauto.com. Tell them that Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Listen, they're a family-owned business, serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You had dial-up internet 20 years ago. What were you doing? The internet was a wild, wild place 20 years ago, but you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car will ever need. My favorite part about rockauto.com is simply their website because on their website, I only have to know my make, my model, my year, 
and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm never wasting money on parts I cannot use, parts I do not need. It's that simple. It's that user friendly for a user like me who has no idea about cars whatsoever. So try them out today. RockAuto.com. Tell them that Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about this box and they'll know what to do from there. RockAuto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on Locked On Thunder. I want to tell you about our good friends over at Locked On Bets. Betting on the NBA does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from, including the radio.com app. Locked On Bets is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.a. G. So the NBA power rankings come out every single Monday. And on Tuesday, we always break them down. So let's do that right now. The NBA power rankings, the NBA.com has the Thunder all the way at 20th. They've jumped up to 20th. CBS, who's been high on the Thunder all year long, also has the Thunder at 20th. The Athletic and NBC have the Thunder at 22nd and 23rd, respectively. ESPN has them at 23rd. So that's where the national media has them at. The Athletic mentions their trade deadline kind of duties, like what what to expect from each team and what they need to accomplish at the deadline. And the Athletic mentions to acquire more picks. And of course, that means trading George Hill, trading Al Horford. We're going to get to trade rumors for George Hill coming up. Now, my power rankings, I have Oklahoma City at 22nd, which gives the Thunder an average of the 21st team in the NBA. So for me, I have the Thunder ahead of Minnesota, Detroit, Houston, Orlando, Cleveland, Washington, Sacramento. I think that they're better than all those teams. From there, you could make the the distinction, I think, about New Orleans, but I think that they're going to kind of leap up in this next week or so. I think that Indiana, especially with Karis LeVert back, is better than Oklahoma City. I think Chicago is better than Oklahoma City, although these two teams will meet tonight. So that'll be a fun matchup, especially if both teams get to be healthy for this game tonight. But I think that, you know, the standings right now for Oklahoma City are correct. And, you know, you're only really better than Minnesota, Detroit, Houston, Orlando, Cleveland, Washington, Sacramento. And averaging out at 21st in the NBA seems about right for a power ranking standpoint. Uh, Of course, mine's a bit lower at 22, but it's right there. It's no big deal. And I I don't think the NBA.com writer or the CBS writer is crazy. Again, the CBS writer, the CBS website has always been high on the Thunder since the get-go. But I don't think it's crazy to be 20th. I just wouldn't put them there, but that's only two spots. It's not that huge of a difference. They're around this range in the mid-20s, somewhere in there. And for a team expected to tank and to be a bottom feeder in the Western Conference to be at best, the second worst team in the Western Conference, you know, preseason. That's pretty dang good for, and that speaks volumes for Mark Dagnott, speaks volumes for SGA and this Thunder culture. 
But the trade deadline is almost here. It's 10 days away. We will have special programming on Locked on NBA on the content side of things. We're going to have a live show on the Locked on NBA Twitter feed, on the Locked on NBA YouTube feed, on all that fun stuff. I'll be retweeting that all day that Thursday. So just tune in my Twitter account and you'll get all that tidbit of information of all of our great hosts coming together to host a amazing live stream. We cannot wait for it. We've been prepping for this for a long time. So tune in for that all throughout the day on Thursday. Next Thursday is the is deadline. So tune in. Uh, so we'll have that next Thursday. And of course, the trade rumors are, are vamping up. And for the Thunder, it's clear cut who's available, right? It's Mike Muscala, it's George Hill, it's Al Horford. How do you move these kind of guys? I said on Locked on NBA on Monday that the only thing that surprises me or that could surprise me in all of this is Kenny Hustle. Kenny Hustle, for me, should be a long-term piece, should be a rotational piece. But we were saying those same kind of things about Hamadou Diallo, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Woj bombs us with a Diallo's trade to Detroit tweet out of nowhere. So I think that if Kendrick, if Kendrick Williams gets traded to a contender, which he would be fantastic on a championship contender, make no mistake about it, Kenny Hustle would be incredible on any contender. We said the same thing about George Hill. He'd be incredible on any contender out there. There's no team, Brooklyn, there's no team that would not benefit from Kenny Hustle. But if they trade Kenny Hustle, that should really perk your ears up about, oh my God, the tanking is, they're doing everything they possibly can to tank. So that's the borderline one. The other ones, though, I think are solidified. You try to move George Hill. You try to move Mike Muscala. Those two should be easy. And then if there's a possible pathway to trading Al Horford, do it. But I'd still am in the camp of his contract is too large to trade in a season. It's more of an off-season type of move, despite the actual player of Al Horford being able to benefit most contenders. But the report today, because we've already heard about George Hill in Philadelphia, the new report today from The Athletic was about George Hill and the Clippers. And the Clippers desperately need a point guard. They desperately need one. And so George Hill obviously makes a ton of sense. I think that the Clippers and the, and the 76ers are his most likely destinations. But again, he's a kind of player that fits any mold that you need him to. So any team could benefit from him. I think for the Philadelphia 76ers, they really could use a shooter, a good, good bench shooter that's not Forkmon Korkmaz. I like George Hill there in Philadelphia. That would kind of be where I think George Hill best fits for his personal game and his success. But I do see the need for him in LA. So what does a trade for George Hill to the Clippers look like? Well, when you fire up the NBA trade machine, I struggle to find one that makes a ton of sense for either side, but especially the Thunder. So... This is the scenarios I've gotten with so far. Option one is George Hill goes to LA and the Thunder get Lou Williams, who they either try to find a third team for in this trade or buy him out, and Terrence Mann. The issue is I don't think Thunder are really interested in buying anyone out, but Lou Williams would be easy to buy out for sure. So Lou Williams, you can buy him out, third team him, whatever the case may be, and then Terrence Mann. Not a terrible trade. I mean, if, if we all agree that Entering this season, the expectation was a couple second-round picks for George Hill. Would you rather have a couple distant seconds or Terrence Mann? Terrence Mann has some ability and some tools that if you put him in this culture and you put him with this developmental staff, I really like. I think that that's a good trade. I think that that might accomplish something for both sides. Would the Clippers want to give up Lou Williams, though, who has not been very good in the playoffs? So maybe they would be. But at that point, be swapping Hill for Williams. Now, George Hill to L.A. for Luke Kennard, two seconds, and 
Lou Williams. Again, the Lou Williams part stays, stays the same. Uh, you're swapping Hill for Lou Williams, but you're getting off of Luke Kennard's incredibly huge and disappointing so far contract. And at the cost, you give up two seconds as well. Again, the Thunder have a really clean cap sheet. They can afford to take on bad contracts, but does this really move the needle for the Thunder compared to what Philadelphia could offer or someone else could offer? I don't know. I don't know if you want to take on that Luke Kennard contract, but bringing him back to Oklahoma City, especially with their clean cap sheet, would not be the worst thing in the world. It would just kind of be a, a, an eyebrow raiser for sure. And then number three would be Georgia to LA for Lou Williams. Again, buyout 13. Patrick Patterson, Thunder legend, coming back to Oklahoma City, who's just a nobody going to be on the end of the bench for the rest of the rest of the uh, season, and then you part ways later on. And two second-round picks because you don't get any assets in this trade uh, like you would a Terrence Mann. So you get two second-round picks instead. That seems kind of realistic to me. I don't think that the Clippers have the very best packages for George Hill. I think of my favorites, number one, it's including Terrence Mann. It's getting Terrence Mann to Oklahoma City. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be another interesting prospect you know, and a flyer project to have. But I don't really see a pathway for George Hill. Let me know your, for, at least to LA, let me know your LA George Hill trade scenarios that you've come up with. Did I miss something? Is there something glaring out there that I've absolutely missed about a trade that could send George Hill to LA? Or... Are these the scenarios you have and, and you really like one of them in particular? Like I do really like the Lou Williams, uh, Terrence Mando, Oklahoma City for George Hill trade. What do you like about that scenario? Let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Coming up, we're going to do a quick preview of the Chicago Bulls and dive into some stock watch for a special Tuesday episode of NBA stock watch. Right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, colors, basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's very free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. Again, that's 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag whenever you use promo code LOCKEDON. But online, your online sportbook experts. I also want to tell you about good friends over at Built Bar. It's March Madness, people. That means Built Bar Madness. They're going to be ranking the very best Built Bar in a tournament style of all their flavors. We've been telling you about Built Bars for so long. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for the Built Bar March Madness extraordinaire. We've got a couple of good matchups, but remember... Built Bar is the low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on every single bar. Now it's time to crown the very best. You know my favorite is the cookies and cream and also the banana bread. So if either one of those two win, I'll be extremely, extremely happy. I do, though, want to talk about today's matchup. And today's matchup is peanut butter brownie against coconut almond. I'm going peanut butter brownie all day with this matchup. I love peanut butter brownie. That is the one for me. So let's move it on to the next round. Remember, go to BuiltBar.com and also at Bill underscore bar on Twitter and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. 
So check out Built Bar again, builtbar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. I want to tell you right now when this podcast is over, check out the Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Increasing your basketball IQ starts with listening to Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, NBA analysis, and NBA analytics pioneer, and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you the most in-depth scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today wherever you get your podcasts from. This trade deadline is going to be a lot of fun for the Thunder. I mean, from George Hill to Al Horford, yeah, Trevor Reza still, for whatever that's going to be worth, which I still think will be like a protected second-round pick. And then Mike Muscala, who might get you a second-round pick. I mean, he's, he's such a low salary. It'll be interesting to see how they match salary with Mike Muscala. Again, Kenny Hustle is an interesting name. And don't forget Darius Miller, who can shoot the ball very well. But the more important thing is he's $7 million and can help facilitate other trades for other teams whenever you need to make up some money. So expect the Thunder being a lot of headlines from now until Thursday. And again, don't forget our Locked On NBA live show throughout uh, the day on Thursday. I think we're starting that at noon Central Time. and It'll run all throughout the deadline, so it'll be a lot of fun to tune into throughout the day to get the briefing on every rumor and every transaction that goes down. I know that as sport fans, we love the transaction almost as much as we love the games even. So be sure to tune into that. Again, Locker Room on Thursday. Let me know on Twitter if you have any questions about that. I'll send the link out on Thursday whenever we get the room up and running. And you can join me. You can even join the, I can even bring you on stage, I guess, to talk to me throughout the session. So that'll be a lot of fun. Now, that'll probably be a locker room exclusive and not the podcast, but we'll see how it goes. I might put it into a podcast form, especially this first one, to give you a taste of what locker room is like. And if you want to join them in the future, who knows? Endless possibilities. So join us over there as well. So for this Bulls game, the big thing is health, right? Is everyone going to be healthy? Is someone going to have a random injury again? Who is available? The Thunder had the day off on Monday to kind of regroup and get everyone back. I would expect Dort and Maldon to be back. I'd expect maybe even Basley to be back. Who knows with the contusions and bruises. I know that sometimes that those can linger a bit. It'll be fun. It'll be fascinating. And right now the Thunder are four and a half point underdogs against the Bulls. I would take Oklahoma City plus four and a half on that. Just me personally, even though they're on the road, even though they're playing a Bulls team that's five and five in their last 10. We don't have the injury report as of right now, but I'll tweet that out as soon as it's available. So follow me on Twitter for all the injury updates at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Do not forget, we'll be back tomorrow to recap this game and also all throughout the week on the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. This special edition of Stockwatch will start right now and we won't have the big opening because we'll do a whole episode of Stockwatch on Friday, but it's Poku. I'm buying the stock in Poku. I'm buying the stock in his potential. And the beautiful thing about this is that I cannot be proven wrong or right until four years from now. So guess what? You've got to listen to Lockdown Thunder for the next four years to know if I'm right or if I'm wrong. And we'll be here every single step of the way. I think the Thunder pull another one out that they're not supposed to tonight against Chicago. But again, that's all up to the injury report that we'll get later on today. So make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Thunder anywhere you get your podcast from. Check out BricktownBuckets.com. And follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the Bulls game. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.